Ladies and gentlemen, this is WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield's Community Radio, and you're listening to Stuff, a show about tips, hints, hacks, a joke or two. Listen in every Thursday morning. Here we go. And here we are. And here we are. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is a morning, and it's good. It is good. Mm -hmm. Every morning is Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you wake up and, hey... It's nice to see the sun. <laughs> that's, a, that's like, oh. And then there's the mornings where you say, hey, it's nice to see the rain. It's just hey. nice to wake up. It's nice to wake up. <laughs> Do you ever wake up and just wish that you could just go back to sleep? Oh, sure. And All the time. You, you can't because you either have to get up mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you can't because you just can't. You try and try. You have the availability. You can't. You, you you don't have to go anywhere. If I don't have to go anywhere at six thirty in the morning, I can get up and be fine. If I have to go someplace, I can't get up at eight o'clock. Isn't that something that calls for psychological? Uh, uh, oh, I don't uh, want to put people <laughs> through that much trouble. So it's, yes. it's it's March to us, but who knows what month it is. <laughs> Is this June? When you're all listening. Could it be June? Yeah, could be. March. It's March now, and April's coming. Mm-hmm, and while mm-hmm. you're getting ready to do your... Fake. Uh-huh. Or true. I will tell you that April... Yes. ...happens to be National Humor Month. That fits right in with us. I hope. National Humor... I hope so, too. <laughs> it's International Guitar Month. It's Keep America Beautiful Month. It's Lawn Ooh. and Garden Month. It is National Pecan, or do you say Pecan? Pecan. It is uh, National Pecan. Because the other one you keep under your bed. Yes, this is true. I don't keep one under my bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, you don't need to share. <laughs> but I, I don't. It, it's, it's also National Welding Month. Really? So, out there, if you're a welder, mm-hmm. you need to celebrate because <laughs> it's National hey. Welding I could never be a welder. Maybe it's time for a raise. Maybe. Oh, you Shoot welders? off those fireworks, guys. Get a raise because not many people can do that job. That's a different, yeah, yeah, it's a hard job. And it's hugely responsible. I actually talked to someone who is an inspector of welds uh-huh. on bridges and things like that. When you think about a welder and a bridge... You want to make sure you got a pretty good welder. That's dangerous, too. Uh-huh. Hanging off the bridge like that. Uh-huh. My nephew is a welder, and he showed on Facebook a, a, a series of how difficult it is to get it just right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they practice for hours and hours and hours. I would hope so, because if you get a weld wrong mm-hmm. and it cracks, Bye-bye. oh, yeah, not good. Okay. So those are some of the... Um, the April okay. celebrations, and if it's April 5th and someone's listening, it is Deep Dish Pizza Day. Ooh. I could go on and on. I, I like pizza. There's a holiday for every day. Well, I have two stories, and I don't know which one to pick. Well, you could do eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Well, one is kind of, aww, and the other is kind of, ooh. <laughs> so do you like the aww or the ooh? 
I like the ew. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay. The first story, comic book writer claims he is the reincarnation of Thor. Ew. A comic writer known for penning the Thor comic has made a startling claim. He actually is the human incarnation of the Thunder God, Thor. Ooh. Now, this is the ew part. Okay. Okay. Satan's enigma. Possessed nuns. 17th century letter deciphered. A strange 300-year-old letter written by a nun who claimed to be possessed by Satan has finally been Translated. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Get it, yeah. So is it one or two? Is it Thor or the devil? <laughs> two evil creatures. Thor's not evil. I think Thor sounds evil. Oh, Thor is so handsome and sexy and Is he? So Thor is I, I don't I'm not into that kind of stuff. Is he uh-huh. like a Kevin Sorbo more, handsome? More. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, is that right? Wow. More than that. Um, so, oh, she <laughs> she's rolling her eyes, and she's looking around the room, and she's thinking, Thor, Thor, Thor. <laughs> Big, tall, blonde, muscular guy with... Okay. Everything. <laughs> we need a camera in here. So what are you sharing with, with the world health. today? Health. 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 I love, I love it. Okay. What can we do to make ourselves more healthy and what are we doing to screw that up? Okay, I got a whole bunch of different stuff. My fresh fruit often spoils before I eat it. It is dried or canned healthy too. And this is from On Your Mind from um, AARP or something like that. Consumer Reports. And the answer is, it can be. Canned, dried, and frozen all count toward the one and a half cups a day for women ages 51 and older. And two cups a day for men ages 51 and older, recommended by the Department of Agriculture. Opt for canned fruit in water instead of syrup and dried fruit without added sugar. A half cup of dried fruits like raisins or prunes actually count as one cup of fruit. That is the best news because the pressure on me was always I would picture myself eating the fruit, Uh real fruit, and thinking, how can I possibly do that? How can I possibly eat that much Mm -hmm. in a variety? And then you get that vegetable thing in there where you have to eat so many vegetables. But to know... And the, the the important part is the added you don't want the added sugar. Exactly. Where the syrup in the peaches mm-hmm. in the canned peaches is a lot of added sugar. Mm-hmm. But if you're eating the raisins and the cranberries and the prunes, I would imagine you need to brush your teeth after a lot because that would get stuck. What in was there. the thing I heard one time that you shouldn't brush your teeth too often during the day, once in the morning and once after eating, and then for night. Because enamel breakdown? Yeah. Yeah. I have to say I brush my teeth twice a day. Okay. I don't do in the middle of the day because it just doesn't seem where I'm at anywhere where it's convenient or I even think about it. There has got, they've got gum out for it, don't they? The gum. Yeah. The gum with the sorbitol. Hmm. Yes. Ooh. Oh, I, so, so that's very good news. Okay. 
And it just reminded me, because mm-hmm. I always eat yogurt with a half an apple, a half a banana, and blueberries, that I didn't eat my breakfast this morning. Ah. <laughs> it just hit me. Because you're saying all of that, and I put granola in it, and I look forward to it every day. And ah. I was so busy this morning, I missed it. So I'm just going to go right now. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to sit right in that chair. I'm going to tie you to it. So do you, I have some technology things today. Oh, I like technology. So I forgot to write down the website, but it, I did get this off the web. Okay. Not in my own little brain. So uh, changing. You can take credit. Ch- I, I don't want to because <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> changing fonts can save printer ink. Really? Yes. It's a, oh, that's right. <laughs> it says it right there. That's right. Fonts are not created equal. People create different kinds of fonts for all kinds of reasons to mm-hmm. convey a message for decoration, embellishment. The theory is if you use a lighter font with a lighter stroke, yeah. you'll use slightly less ink per page. Well, that makes sense. Based on the assumption that you're only printing with inkjet printers that use the old style cartridges, That's no fun. not ink tanks. And not toner-based laser printers. So you don't have to care about it. Yeah. You'll likely save about 10% of your ink by switching to one of the lighter fonts. 10%. 10%. Mm. I didn't even know. uh, I I used to use a a toner. But the toner is the one that you have the big cartridge and it's all messy. Yes. Yeah. 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 I know a better way. Don't print. Don't print. Don't print. Don't print. Print to a PDF and then carry your machine with you. Oh, carry your machine with you in your purse. Is that what you do? Um, oh, God, no. You, you, I print. <laughs> I am a bad, bad, I am an abuser because I print <gasps> and I throw so much paper away. I recycle it. Do you turn it over and cut but, it up into pieces and use it for scratch? I have done that, yes. But I do waste, I do waste paper. I'm a paper waster. You gotta learn paper mache. Yeah. Oh yes. Can you do that with printer paper? Or do you do that with you can do newspaper? That with any paper. Just soak it, soak it, soak it. Yep. Oh. I'm wondering if I can do it with paper that I shred. Oh, you know what you can do with paper that you shred? What? Buy a puppy. <laughs> and then you put it in the little bed where they're gonna be be all day long while you're training them, and you put all the shredded paper in there. So they go on everything paper in the house. Yes, everything paper. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. I walk more slowly than I did in the past. How can I speed up? If you're slowing down just a bit and are otherwise healthy, walking regularly and doing strength-building exercises like wall push-ups could help quicken your pace. But if you're concerned, consult your doctor. Uh, let's see. A physical therapist can also evaluate the way you walk and create an exercise program to help. You may need help with balance and the timing and coordination of movements. So if you want to speed up your walking, walk. (laughs) Walk, in a nutshell. Yep. So do you know that you can exercise at home? If and you can, if you have Alexa or if you even just put it on your phone, Uh you can do your exercises. You can do the hokey pokey. You can dance. (laughs) You can dance to the Cupid Shuffle. The who shuffle? Remember the Cupid Shuffle? No. To the right, to the right, to the right. (gasps) 
to the left, to the left, and kick, and kick one time, and turn yourself around, turn yourself around. Never heard of it. And then you can do, you can actually dance to um, the song Happy. I love that song. And I'll tell you, that's a workout. I'll when bet. You, and it's fun. And you put it on loop. And you put it on loop. Yeah, then you end up just like taking a nap. <laughs> no, I can't nap. I'm not a napper. We talked about oh, napping before. Oh, I can nap, but I don't. I don't. I don't let myself. Me either. Okay. No, nope, can't do it. What you got? Okay, so email existed before the World Wide Web. What? 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 It existed according to this. You probably don't even think before composing a one-line email message and sending it, but it wasn't always so easy. There's an interesting clip on YouTube called how to send an email database 1984 huh this was from a tech tv show called database and the presents the presenters demolished demolished demonstrated (laughs) what it looked like to actually send an email back in those days you had to use a computer a rotary telephone to connect to a service called the micronet this was pre-world pre-World Wide Web, so there are no URLs, just numbered pages for emails, and the web page number was 776. And how would you get that email from someone? I don't know. I guess you have a web page that you share? Huh. Interesting. It's different. Different. Interesting, and I'm really glad we don't have to do it that way anymore. Oh, yeah. Mm. Do you ever send emails that are only in the subject line? (laughs) <laughs> I actually have. I do, too, and people yes. get so upset. Yes. <laughs> but it seems logical because that's what they see first. Yeah. And if it's a quick message. Like, are you coming? Yeah. <laughs> why Why have them even have to worry about opening it? Of course, the text message could probably solve that. This is true. Or guess what else you could do? What? You could pick up the phone and call somebody. Oh, that's so much work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do, All right. Do you suffer ever from reflux? I do. Reflux? Yep. Oh, like like a digestion? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. It's awful. It's torture. Yes. Well, there are five habits that cut heartburn symptoms by 37%. My pen is ready. In a study that tracked 42,955 women for 12 years. Wow. They maintained a healthy weight, never smoked, did at least 30 minutes of daily moderate to vigorous activity, had no more than two cups of coffee, soda, tea a day, and ate a diet rich in fruits, veggies, whole grains, bean, fish, and poultry. And that cuts it how much? 37%. No, that's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. (laughs) Well... So I got the I got the weight thing down. I got the no smoking thing down. Yep. I got the two cups of coffee less than that down. Yep. I, you know, I'd like to cheat and say I get thirty minutes of exercise a day just because I walk around the house or I walk out. Just get, get, get but you do of, in a way. Yeah, and then the the fruits and vegetable vegetables, the vegetables, <laughs> the fruit teas, and the poetries. <laughs> I could do, and also don't lay down after you eat. Don't. 
No. Why? After you eat dinner and you're going to go and maybe watch a show, don't lay flat. Sit up. Because all the food can then, the acid can then back up if you're laying flat. Oh. And I found that to be very, very, very helpful. Wow. Don't lay flat. Because we usually, sometimes we don't eat till 7 o'clock. Um, and, you know, they'll clean up and stuff. And, and You just sit down and relax. Go and sit and relax. And I might, you know, recline, kind of lay down. Sure. Watch TV. Yeah. But if you sit up, it, it helps. It is there something too I read where you either you sleep on your right side or your left side, whether it opens your stomach? Oh, I heard that too. And and I can't remember which side. I don't remember which side either. But, but apparently, yeah. I heard that. Yep. I okay. did hear that. Okay. So, you know the keys on your keyboard? Yes. Q, Q, W, E, R, T, Y. QWERTY. Mm hmm. Do you know that that was designed to slow you down? Why? Mm-hmm. Well, there that's kind of cool. There are actually two theories to this. The first one starts to make sense when you look at manual typewriters. If someone typed too fast, the keys would jam. Uh-huh. They still do. Q-W-E-R-T-Y placed common alphabets at a distance from each other and slowed oh. the typist down. Oh, so you don't click in between both or yes. something. Yes. And do you remember typing on those? Yes. Oh my gosh. You got muscles in your oh, joints. Oh, you did have to have Just muscles in your fingers. It's Oh yeah. I, 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 you guys that are out there that don't remember that kind of a typewriter or, or carbon paper that you had to slip in between to get a carbon copy. Oh, you don't even know how lucky you are that you don't have to do you, all that. Our hands could grip like <gasps> you wouldn't believe. Another theory yes. is that telegraph operators des designed QWERTY. That's how you pronounced it? QWERTY? I did. Layout because it was easier and faster to decipher Morse code. Either way, there was no reason to keep using the layout. Morse code? Yeah. Um, but it stuck, and there was resistance to change, so they kept that layout. You can actually change your keyboard layout to the faster... D-V-O-R-A-K layout in the language setting or just buy a D-V-O-R-A-K keyboard. I would be so messed up. I know because I already know how to type and right. I'm pretty good at it. So if I have to yes. relearn it. Yes. So it'd have to be, yeah, you'd have to relearn. Oh, That's God. it. That's it. Hunt and peck. Okay. Hunt and peck. Hunt and peck. Did you know that when you go into an MRI, you're supposed to still wear your face mask? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, but apparently, if you getting, if you're, if you getting, <laughs> if you're getting a magnetic resonance imaging scan, ask the technician to check your face mask for metal first, or use a mask provided by the facility. Masks that contain metal may heat up and cause face burns. Aha, uh -huh. that's true. Why would you have to wear your mask in there? I don't know. Unless you breathe on it and then somebody else goes in and they breathe, breathe on, on it. And they really can't. Don't they clean them in between? I would hope so. But you're in there quite a while, so I guess you would want to. Bang, bang. Come, oh, yeah, that's a loud. That's loud. loud thing. Yep. We talked about the MRI yep. machine before and how mm -hmm. I don't open my eyes mm -hmm. when I've had that. Share and share another. Okay, bird song. This is a sweetie. The sounds of birds, whether real or recorded, may be good for your mood. 
Researchers played the sounds of goldfinches, wrens, nuthatches, robins, and other birds over hidden speakers along hiking trails during the late summer when mating season is over, and real birds are typically less vocal. The scientists from California Polytechnic State University found that hikers who heard 7 to 10 minutes of recorded and real bird songs reported experiencing a little lift in their sense of well-being. <laughs> That's an ah. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that nice? Uh-huh. I, I put my feeders out and I sit in my chair in my office and I can hear them chittering back and forth and it's just the sweetest it's sound. It's a great sound and... You know when you're laying in bed and you know spring is coming and you mm-hmm. start hearing that chirping? Mm-hmm. It does give you a little it lift. It does, it yeah. It does. I love that idea. We have so many black, uh, red-winged blackbirds this this week. It's incredible. And they never come until spring. And the guys come out first because they want to scope the territory for the, the ladies so they can have nesting areas and stuff. And they've been out there for almost a week. There's about a half a dozen or more that go so, into my feeder. You will probably have some nests nearby. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, yeah. Do you have a bluebird house? No. You don't? No. Oh, that's really fun. <laughs> I mean, not fun that you don't have one, but they're fun to watch. How many people have we put to sleep yet? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes. 92% of the world's currency is digital. 90%? 92. 92%? This means that most of the money you earn, transact with, used to buy goods and services, and so on, exists only on computers and hard drives. Oh, my. Only an estimated 8% of currency globally is physical money. Cash. All the black money piles come from within this eight... What does that mean? This fair estimate... The black money? I I don't know what that means. All the black money piles come from within this 8%. This is a fair estimate that economists seem to agree on, though. Not an exact figure. This low percentage seems absurd when you stop to think. It makes sense considering that most large transactions are done electronically anyway. Banks store electronically, too, and the 92% includes all kinds of transactions done using credit and debit cards and wire transfers. Might be a good idea to revisit all those hacker movies where a nerdy computer hacker manages to siphon billions of dollars off in just a few minutes. And that actually happened in the movie Ghost. Really? The guy... um, who was killed in the beginning, yeah. who's a ghost. Yeah. He's not really yeah. dead, but he's yeah. walking around. Yeah. Found out his best friend was ha- oh, they were hacking. And he they was embezzling. Embe- yep. And they did it all on yep. computer. And he was going after his wife. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. Yes, she was. Yes, Making he moves. Was. I'll tell you something interesting. In the Bible, it even says that there will be a cashless society. We're headed that way. Star Trek. Woo-hoo! Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Cashless. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have to have any money. That's right. I love that show, but we've talked about that before. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Okay, I have four moves you need to build muscle. Oh, my gosh. Do I need my pen again? Wait, let me lift it. (laughs) Arms and chest. For your arms and chest, the stronger your upper body is, the easier it is to be carrying groceries and do chores and stuff. Try a wall press. Have you ever seen these? You stand 
a little ways away from a wall, longer than your arm span. And then you lean forward so that your heels go up and you put your arm, your hands on the wall. And you do push-ups that way. You push up and you push back. And that's less stress on your shoulders and your back. And you can do more, but it works just as well. I'm going to do that. I'm doing it right now. And there's a fourth wall. I can see it. Uh-huh. Legs and glutes. I have to put my legs on the wall? No. Doing squats with your body weight supported during part of the exercise takes stress off the knees. Sit toward the edge of a chair, feet hip width apart, lean forward slightly and press through heels to stand. Then slowly sit down and do that over and over and over. Sit and stand. Sit and stand. But don't use your hands. Don't use your hands. No hands. I'm taking lots of notes today. <laughs> this one is good. The core is for your belly, your core muscles. Sit in a chair with feet flat on the floor and arms at your side. Simultaneously raise right foot and left arm. Slowly lower and repeat with opposite arm and leg and you will notice that your abdominal muscles will contract i got it okay mm -hmm. seated rows this is the last one seated rows i like the stuff that we can sit down <laughs> all right holding light dumbbells or soup cans water bottles or no weight at all sit in a chair with arms at your sides extended lean forward as far as possible from the hips. Squeeze shoulder blades, bend elbows, and pull hands toward hips. Elbows pivoting behind you. Then slowly release. So as if you're, you're, you're actually rolling something and you're... This is my dumbbell, my pen. Is that heavier than the phone you're my holding? My pen and my phone. <laughs> So you there you go. What? That's a good stretch. That really feels good. Yeah. That's a really good stretch. And, and it doesn't mm. take the way, it takes the stress off the rest of the body. I love that. You got it. I got it. I wrote it down. I've got a whole page of stuff already today. Cool. So, domain names. Yes. They were free. The registrations were free until 1995. Oh. Nobody really knew what the Internet was capable of back then, and this was a huge opportunity for people to own all kinds of domain names. Hmm. Remember when that, I remember that happening. People were getting domain names because they knew that at some point someone was going to need that. Like, say you got the domain name Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Dunkin' Donuts will want that. Uh-huh. And maybe they anticipated that Dunkin' Donuts would have to pay for that. Uh-huh. Because it's already mine. It was in 1995 that a company called Network Solutions was granted the rights to charge people for domain names, and it was expensive, too. Prices typically started at $100 per two years Ooh. of a registration. As much as 30% of this was a fee that went to the National Science Foundation to create an Internet Intellectual Infrastructure Fund. This fee was later reversed in 1997, bringing the charge down to $70 for two years. Hmm. That's still not good. So, no. But, you know, if you, if you buy through a hosting, if you host a website, you can probably get 
the domain for free. If you host the site. Yeah. Yes. I um, believe that's correct. So. I believe that's right. Don't but change that. Don't change that. Don't change that. Cool. Tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. Measure your waistline. No. I hate doing that. I really, really hate doing that. I tried doing it with a yardstick. <laughs> tried to ro rolling it around because I was ordering something online, and I didn't have I didn't have a measuring tape. Oh my god! And I god. tried to just kind of roll it. Yeah, it doesn't. I work. didn't like what it said. So. No, no, no. But it says this method may be more valuable than calculating BMI because it can yield a more accurate illustration of body composition. This is specific to older adults because the BMI often overestimates body fat as aging results in loss of height. In loss of height. Mm-hmm. I haven't lost height yet. I have. Have you? Yeah. Oh, we've talked about this. We, we, we <laughs> talked about so many, so many. But you know what? It's good repeating. I always tell, my husband says how women re, re, revisit conversations. Yeah. I said, yeah. That's what we do. We can get together for lunch, and then the next week get together for lunch, and we can repeat a lot of the stuff we said <laughs> the week before. And so what? Sometimes it's new, and sometimes it's, yeah. you know. And we add to it. And oh, we, yeah, I meant to do that. Ah, uh -huh, yeah. And we talk, we talk over each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's Men a, it's, are terrible at that. T terrible at what? Talking over each other. They talk over each other? Hugely. In uh, fact, when you have a, a meeting, and I've noticed this, in any kind of meeting, whether it's virtual or not, men will start talking and you can't get a word in edgewise. Oh, that's so interesting. So what you do is do the same thing they do, just talk over just them. Just keep talking. And they stop. Because? They can hear you. They finally... They finally get it. They finally get it and stop. And they sometimes they apologize, sometimes they don't. But mostly men will just completely talk over each other. That's your experience. That's my experience. I understand. Okay. Uh, so in 1956, get this, uh -huh. five megabytes, five MB, uh -huh. the old MBer, <laughs> the old five milligram metabytes, bugabytes. <laughs> Weighed a ton. Bits of bites. Weighed a ton. Weighed a ton? A ton. That would be a ton. It was in 1956. It was a very good year. Yeah, I, was, I was around. What, you what? <laughs> I was. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said you wish you were around. No, I was going to say I was. Oh, I was. I was. I was a witty bitty baby. Nah, not so much. <laughs> IBM launched <laughs> Raymac. R-A-M-A-C, the first computer with something like a hard drive that we use today. By hard drive, we mean something that used magnetic disks, ah. a moving head that was used to access and write the data. At the time, it was considered a massive leap in mass storage technology because it signified a shift from punch cards oh, and magnetic them. tape which stored data mm -hmm. to randomly, random, randomly sure. accessible hard drives. So a ton, because they were those big. I used those. Did you ever hear of Univac? No. Was that a vacuum cleaner? No, that's a computer that would take up a, a wall of a football field. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it had 18 different buttons and switches and things to turn it on, and if you did them in the wrong order, it wouldn't work. 
Oh. I had one in the service. You That's had how one I in used the service. one. Yep. I think my husband worked on one like that long ago. Give him the name Univac. 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 And not to be confused with the vac. The vac. Yes. Yes. Okay, and it is time for us to break. Take a break. Like, what exactly is happening here? 89.7 Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. Did I wake you up? You did wake me up. <laughs> holy, holy, holy. So let's hear what we have to choose from. Okay. Whether this one's right or this one's right. And it's an O and an U. Mm-hmm. Thor. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen pictures of Chris Hemsworth? Man, the God is a God. And he's a nice guy. He's a sweetie. Thor's a good man. He is. All right. All right. He's like Superman. Better. So there'd never be a battle between Thor and Superman. They're on the same side. I don't even think they lived at the same time. Well, well but would they be on the same side? <clears throat> yes, they would be on the My same side. My voice is going very high. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Is Thor really the human incarnation? Or the guy that wrote the Thor comic books? Who knows? Um, the other one. Is there a 300-year-old letter written by a nun who claimed to be possessed by Satan that has finally been translated? <laughs> I wonder what the letter says. I want to read I it. I wonder what the letter says. Tell That's me. creepy. So one of so those is true and one, one is not. One of those is true and one of those is not. All right. Okay. We'll go. We'll go on, and then we will give you the answer at the end of our program. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. have any thoughts, ideas, comments, kind words to say, <laughs> oh, yeah. you can email us because we have our own email. Which is stuffing for us at gmail.com. It's easy. Thank easy. you for all of your emails, your thoughts, your your comments, your your little things and things and things. Yeah. All those things. All those things. What have you got for this half? Well, I did not know this, but Medicare covers weight loss counseling for everyone with a body mass index of thirty or more under Part B. I didn't know they did that. To be covered, only primary care doctors or the nurse practitioners and physician's assistants who practice in their offices can provide the benefit. The Medicare Obesity Counseling Benefit includes a weekly session for the first month and a session every two weeks for the next five months. Another six months of counseling, one visit each month, is covered for people who lose at least 6.6 .6 pounds during the first six months of counseling. That's a wonderful offer. I think I'm going to take them up on I it. I think that's... You don't need to lose weight. <gasps> oh, huh? honey. Oh. <laughs> oh, darling, you're so sweet, but you're so uh. out of the face. Whoa. 
<laughs> Actually, I want to, what I want to do more is pick up the flab and put it back. Oh, that's when you just go to a surgeon and have them slice that that off. Just <sighs> so. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I can't. It would hurt. It would hurt the recovery. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. And people who have their stomachs, you know, I know tied or something, you know, so that you I can't know. eat more. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's a tough recovery. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. I would think. I like big blouses. <laughs> <laughs> Russia built a computer that ran on water in 1936. No way. Yes. Was it Wutka water? It's Vladimir Lukyanov built something like this in 1936, but he used water. He used water to create a computer that solved partial differential equations. Wow. In images of the Lukyanov computer, you'll see a complex system of interconnected tubes Built with filled with water, and then by adjusting the taps and the plugs, he altered the flow of water. While the end result was seen by measuring the level of water in certain tubes, it was also called a water integrator and was originally designed to solve the problem of cracking in concrete. And you can see this in Moscow, at the Polytech Museum. You know what's really sad about that? That water is smarter than you are? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really understand it. No. That's weird. I don't understand that at all. That, that's something. But if I ever go to Moscow. Would you go to Moscow? I will go to the Polytech Museum. Atlichna. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have, let's see, let me go. Let me go on the second page. Okay. There's ways to check your balance and help improve the balance. Mm-hmm. I think I'm having dementia. Balance, like the balance when you're walking, standing, balance. Walking, standing, if balance. you're afraid of falling, kind of balance. Yeah. Balance. Get your ears checked first. Get your ears checked. You never know. You never know. Standing on one foot. Stand on one foot. If you place a chair in front of you and hold on to it with one hand, then raise your leg up and hold it for 10 seconds, put it down and raise the other one, and do that for three times for each leg. That'll strengthen your balance. Walking heel to toe. Mm-hmm. And actually put your heel right on your toe and keep walking that way. That'll help. Back leg raises. Place a chair in front of you and hold it onto it with one hand. Breathe in, lift one leg back as you breathe out. Keep the leg you stand on slightly bent. Repeat 10 to 15 times on each leg. And then there's side leg raises. Place a chair in front of you, hold onto it. Breathe in, lift one leg to the side as you breathe out. Keep the leg you stand on slightly bent. 10 or 15 times each leg. And the last one, walk in a straight line for 20 steps, lifting one knee up and then the other. That sounds like a Harlequin romance novel. (laughs) (coughs) Did I say Harlequin? Harlequin. It's Harlequin. Yes. Harlequin. But that was good. That was good. So much exercise we can do right at home while we're bored, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. we're bored, <laughs> well, or if we're bored. playing a game on our phone 
we could be just doing this simple, yeah. simple stuff yep. while all the real aggressive people are at the gym. But we could be doing something at home. She's getting so excited. <laughs> she's, she's, she's flushed. I can see it. Hey, radio, you would think the invention of the radio would be a big deal. But it took 30 years for the radio to reach an audience of 50 million people. It took 38 years. Wow. Meanwhile, the op iPod uh -huh. only took three years to reach the same milestone. Isn't that cool? Whoa. Not only do you blink less when you're on a computer, oh? but reading from a screen also slows you down. Huh. Huh. So you on lose average, track of time. People read 10% slower from a screen than from paper. Serious? Yeah. And for the blinking part, did you know that during everyday life, people normally blink at a rate of 20 times per minute? Don't women blink faster than men? Probably. We do everything faster than men. <laughs> but put someone in front of a computer, mm -hmm. and that number drops way down, and you only blink seven times per minute. If I think about it, it'll make me start blinking. Will it? I... I I'm doing that. I'm actually blinking on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I uh, last time I told you we had the snark book. The snark book. I love that The handbook, yes. Schnark, the snark. We all remember schnark, schnark, who, schnark. who Groucho Marx is or was. Very funny, Most of us do. Very, very funny man. A friendly old vicar met Groucho Marx for the first time and started to tell him how much he enjoyed his films. I want to thank you, Mr. Marx, for all the enjoyment you've given the world, he said. And I want to thank you for all the enjoyment you've taken out of it, <laughs> said Groucho. <laughs> Good joke. And I can hear him say that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. How, old, how old was he when he died? Old. And when um, did he die? Do you remember when he died? During my lifetime. <laughs> it was during my lifetime. But he was more of the, Groucho Marx was more... Our parents. Yeah, yeah. But lifetime. he was a wit. He was a sharp wit. So like like uh, like uh, Burns, George mm -hmm, Burns, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm, funny, mm -hmm. funny people. So the Amish people live differently than we do, as we all know, and there are computers especially designed for Amish people. Oh, they don't have internet. They don't have video, or music capabilities. The features Aww. include word processing, drawing, accounting, spreadsheets, and more, but not much more. Huh. So they can have their computers and still stay in line with how they live. Interesting. But no no, no entertainment. No entertainment. Nope. Nope. Wow. Just, just like that. Well, I'm going to keep being snarky. Oh, you can be snarky. Somebody said once, dancing with her was like moving a piano. <laughs> no, those pants don't make you look fatter. I mean, how could they? <gasps> they said you were a great asset. I told them they were off by two letters. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, uh... Could feel like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> hey, you have something on your chin. I, I do. The third one oh. down. 
the third one down so nasty. That's so mean. nasty. That's mean. So when we talk about, um, I taught, we talked about the Amish. I remembered I had something in here about the blind. So there is, bl- uh, blind people can actually use cell phones, which is so cool. They have these cell phones. There's a special Braille technology uh-huh. and accessories for blind people to use cell phones. It uses special pins that go up and down so the user can touch and read the info. Wow. That is amazing. They have to be really tiny. It's it's amazing how blind people can do Braille and... and with only with six different tiny, dots. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Six different dots. I couldn't yeah, believe it. It's brilliant. Okay. Okay. Robert G. Lee, not to be confused with Robert E. Lee. This is Robert G. Lee. Robert G. Lee's the comedian. Mm. He's funny. He said, my mother always said that every time you do a good deed here on earth, you're storing up a treasure in heaven, which means Mother Teresa's probably got some beachfront property up there, (laughs) and I'm up to a box of milk duds and a Pez dispenser. (laughs) He's very funny. And then, you know what? I would settle for the milk duds and the Pez, Pez dispenser <laughs> as long as I'm there. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm, maybe Mother Teresa will have me over for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so we all have computer mice, mouses. Well, I, I use the one on, you on use the your, laptop. The, okay. I'm, I still use a mouse. Okay. It's just what I like. Mm-hmm. Back in 1964, Doug Engelbart. Not to be confused with <laughs> the singer, the singer, Mr. Engelbert, invented the first ever computer mouse. It was made out of wood. Huh. It was rectangular and it featured a little button at the top. He called it a mouse because of the cord coming out of the back. Like a tail? Reminded him of little tiny rodents. That's how it got its name. Oh, I like better thinking it's a tail. It's a tail. Mm-hmm. It's a tail. Yeah. Little cute. tiny tail on a little rodent. Ugh. It's a ro- It's a rodent. <laughs> yes, dear. That, by the way, rodents dug up my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't want to talk about that right now. No, it get makes her me upset. mad. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to know another one? Sure. Spam. Spam mail was named after the canned meat. I believe it. In a Monty Python skit, they said spam meat was horrible mm-hmm. and being ubiquitous and mm-hmm. inescapable. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty accurate to the annoying junk mail I get. Also, did you know that on average for every spam email sent, they only get one reply for every 12 million spam emails sent? Wow. That doesn't seem right. Seems like a waste of time and money on me. Yeah, it even says right here. Is it even worth it at that point? I just delete them. I don't even read them. them. I delete them. I don't read them. I don't open them. My husband, you don't open anything. I don't open anything. Nope. Um, But that's um, interesting that it was named after the meat. Have you ever eaten Spam? I had to when I was a kid. Was it bad? Does your train of thought have a caboose? (laughs) Yes. Actually, my caboose is in the front. <laughs> well, this is this is this is could be offensive to some and and not, but it shouldn't be because it's really funny. A lifelong Republican was lying on his deathbed when he suddenly decided to join the Democrats. But why? Asked his puzzled friend. 
You're a Republican through and through. Why change now? The man leaned forward and explained, Well, I'd rather it was one of them that died and not one of us. (laughs) I don't think anybody would get offended (laughs) by that. I thought that was so cute. That is very cute. (laughs) 86% of people... Try to plug in their USB devices upside down. Just saying. Well, you know, it's kind of hard when it's dark and you can't see which side is up. But that little symbol on the top, is that kind of Braille? Does it stick up? Oh, that would be a good idea. Yes. Hmm. The Hmm. little symbol Hmm. that's supposed to be face up. Yeah, I'm going to check that. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. He did sleight of hand in a presentation. The first iPhone presentation happened six months before the phone was set to hit the market. So we're six months out. Yeah. At that time, the phone was too buggy to use. Uh-huh. So Steve Jobs often had to switch phones behind <gasps> his desk. Otherwise, it would run out of RAM and crash. Ooh. So he did some sleight of hand during that presentation. I've heard, too, that the big companies do something with your charger so that it doesn't work that well after a while. Well, I think they do that with cars. I do, too. I think they do. So it breaks down when you just think you're going to keep it longer. The warranty goes out. Yes, Yes, it does. Okay. The years between 50 and 70 are the hardest. You are always being asked to do things, and yet you are not decrepit enough to turn them (laughs) down. You feel the guilt. You do. And you think, I can do that. I can do that. But I don't want to. You want to go run five miles? I can do that. And, you know, three. No, I know better than that. Yeah, 30 (laughs) feet into the run. (laughs) If you've torn the ligaments in in your thighs. Why run? Why? 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 Okay. Do you have an alarm clock? Like an old-fashioned alarm clock? I don't use it, but I do. Do you know that it could only ring once? The first one only could ring once. Oh. One time. Literally one time. The first mechanical alarm clock could only ring at 4 (laughs) a.m. It was invented by Levi Hutchins in 1787. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. It wasn't until 1876, 100 years later, that a wind-up alarm clock was made that could set, you could set for any time. That's different than from the knocker-uppers. The The what? They used to hire people to come and knock on your window in a oh, certain knock time. Or, oh, knock on the door? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they were called knocker-uppers. Do you know they have alarm? So 4 a.m. was probably the time farmers got up. Is the sign up, Bessie? And that, that made sense. Yes. Do you know that there's an alarm clock you can buy? And I'll tell you, everybody, you can Google this and you'll find it. It's an alarm clock that actually cooks bacon. So, oh, my. Or, and I think it, it, when, it, when it starts to cook the bacon, you can smell the bacon. You put the bacon in before you go to bed. Whoa. And it cooks bacon and it smells you up with the bacon smell. I like the smell. Isn't that the best? I love the smell. I'm sorry, Bev. I love bacon. I know. I don't eat a lot of bacon. I know. But I do love it when I have it. You got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's mm-hmm. a couple ones here. Mm-hmm. George Carlin once said, if no one knows when a person is going to die, how can we say he died prematurely? Brilliant. 
brilliant. James Duffixy says a dead atheist is someone who's all dressed up with no place to go. <laughs> um, this Larry King said to Milton Berle, you don't look 90. Milton Berle said, I don't feel it. King asked, how old do you feel? Berle said, I feel like a 20-year-old, but there's never one around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Sounds like something he'd say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, if you're going to have surgery and you find out that your surgeon was a gamer, Uh you're in good hands. Yeah. Oddly enough, surgeons that grew up playing video games more than three hours a week make 37% more errors. Wow. Not only that, but they also had a 42% faster completion rate. That's a lot. It comes when it comes to performing laparoscopic surgery as well as suturing. How about that? So when you go to the hospital and you're going to get surgery, that's the thing you can ask your doctor. Hey, do you game? Yeah. Do you play games? Do you play games? I I asked mine if he was young enough and old enough to... To know what he's doing, yeah, because yeah, okay, he, was... he looked like he was 16. Uh, yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit scary. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that Betty Davis and Joan Crawford hated each other? I did know that Betty Davis and Joan Crawford hated each other. I learned that. Betty Davis once said you could, should never say bad things about the dead. You should only say good. Joan Crawford is dead. Good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nasty. <laughs> they did movies together. I know. And I think there was a scene one time where they had to fight and they really were fighting. I don't remember what that what that was, but oh my gosh, is it time? It is time. It's time here we're going to have the answer. Comic book writer claims he is a reincarnation. Reincarnation. Yep, he sure. but he's an unicorn of Thor. A comic writer known for penning, they don't give his name, for the Thor comic has made a startling claim. He actually is the human incarnation of the Thunder God Thor. Or a strange 300-year-old letter written by a nun who claimed to be possessed by Satan has finally been translated. Well, I sit here and think it's Thor. You, you think it's Thor? <laughs> I fit and think it's Thor. You think doing the comics too much just uh-huh. kind of worked I on think, him? And I think it's Thor. Well, just the satanic nun story is legit. Oh, you're kidding. Nope. As reported by Live Science. Oh, gosh. On September 18, 2017. 2017? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Recently? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. What's it called? Live what? Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Back. Live comic? Live science. <laughs> science. Live science. All righty then. And we will be here next time. And in the meantime, you can email us at stuffingforus.gmail.com. Have a great week. Thank you. and opinions on this program are those of the hosts and not those of PCTV or 
WTBR.